True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hi, um, ladies. I started listening to your podcast about Missy Be- the Missy Beavers case. And I just wanted to tell you, you guys are doing such a great job. This is the most interesting podcast on this case. Um, and I have some suggestions. I wanted to know if you guys would be able to do another question and answers or uh, the most asked questions. Um, so the idea that I have is, so I have a question myself, I would like answered. For example, one question that still remains is from the new surveillance video episode from April 21st, 2021. Uh, the one with Dr. Nuremberg. In this episode, it mentions that Dr. Nuremberg saw something in the video that he still can't forget. And that according to him and another reliable person, it seems that... Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And we are back with part four of the Daniel Underwood case. And we're real excited to have Maria Harvick here with us on this program. But before we bring Maria on, we're going to do our usual here, a couple of updates. Um, I'll go ahead and read a review we got on Apple Podcasts. It's a five-star review, and the title of it is Fabulous Podcast. And it says from LS61582 is the username. And this person says, these two ladies do an amazing job seeking justice for Missy Beavers and keeping her case in the spotlight, all in a very objective and unbiased manner. Despite being a longtime true crime fan, I have never heard of this case until I stumbled across this podcast. And now I don't think there's another case I want to see solved as badly as this one. So Miss Beavers has the justice she deserves and her family has some closure as well. These ladies do a wonderful job in each and every episode they produce. Definitely worth following. Amen. And thank you so much. (laughs) Amen. And thank you so much for that fantastic five-star review. We really appreciate it. These reviews really help keep us going. So we appreciate it. If you think we deserve five stars on Spotify or Apple, we would really appreciate hearing from you and we'll read yours on the air. And also um, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And we have a Facebook group and we have a Facebook page and we would just love to see you. Yeah. And also, didn't we have somebody listen, uh, leave us a voicemail on Anchor? Yes, we did. And what we'll do is we're going to play it at the top of this episode. So I'm glad you brought that up. We got a really nice Anchor message. And you can, if you ever want to leave us a voice message, you can go to the Anchor app or the website. And I think it's only on the app, actually. Um, You can go to the Anchor app and record a message and send it to us. It's just like leaving us a voicemail. Mm -hmm. And We'll play it at the top of it. We have already played it at the top of the show. And if this lady hears it, will you please send us another message? Because it got cut off. Yeah, it kind of ended abruptly. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll add it at the top of this episode. And um, yes, we would love to hear what you had to say next so we can carry on that conversation. Yeah, it was very interesting and nice of her to leave us a voice message. Um, okay, so also I had talked about um, a few days, or I guess our last episode, um, that we had an ad coming out for Missy and then also for Jennifer Kinder Smiles that was uh, murdered in 2009. 
uh, in Waxahachie. So what we did was we did a full page ad in the Waxahachie Sun uh, with Missy on top and then the, the bottom half of the pages for Jennifer. So anybody that wants to see that, the ad is published, it's out. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, they'll also add the uh, cases to their podcast for the newspaper and I think a couple other things like on the website and things like that. So be looking for that. I shared a copy of it on our group and our page, I think, mm-hmm. and a couple other places, maybe mine. I don't know. But anyway, it's out there for everybody to see. Um, yeah, you and know. you can see it in our Facebook group or on in our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And so I they guess. They did a great job. Yeah, they did. The mm-hmm. ad looks really good. It's in the Waxhatchee Sun, right? Yeah. So if you're local, you can pick one of those up. And they also added the top 10 uh, wanted for Ellis County. I think it's on the very back page. But nice. anyway, that's on there. And they're going to start doing more of that, uh, featuring other cases and, um, you know, and, and obviously switch out if there's an arrest made or whatever. But that's really good because people need to know that these people are, you know, being looked for or whatever. So I think it's great that they're adding that to that. And then I guess, like I said, the podcast will have information on the cases as well. So if you know anything about these cases, please contact Crime Stoppers of Ellis County at 972-937-7297. They also have a website and they have a Facebook page. But if you want to remain anonymous, you have to download the P3 app. And then on there, you're 100% anonymous. So call in those tips because let me tell you, these cases really need them. Yeah, great job, Renee. If you missed us announcing this in the past, um, we've said it on a few episodes, but if you've missed those episodes, Renee is now affiliated. She is on the board of Crime Stoppers of Ellis County. So yeah, vice chair. That's awesome. Vice yeah. chair. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, so we've got, that's really wonderful having her out there working hard for us here locally. So, okay, well, without further ado, we're going to bring on Maria Harvick. Welcome back to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And we're talking about the Daniel Underwood case. This is part four of a four-part series. And if you're not familiar with the case and you haven't listened to the other episodes, Daniel was shot in September of 2008. And you will find out why after listening to our episodes that so many of his family, friends, and other people, they don't believe that it was a suicide the way the police categorized it. Most people think he was murdered. Maria, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Maria Harvick, and she is a star witness in this case. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for agreeing to be on. No problem. So we we um, we wanted to have you on because, as, as Crystal said, you are a star witness in this case, um, and you were also a roommate. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So tell us how you met Rebecca and or Daniel. I'm not sure if you were friends with both or just one of them. I was friends with Daniel and that's how I had originally met Rebecca before um, they started dating, but only as uh, like an acquaintance. So we, we went to the same places, but I didn't really know her yet. Okay. So you were friends with Daniel first. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. All right. And and how did you come to uh, be a roommate with him? Um, I was going through a divorce and Daniel lived just around the block uh, from my house. And, and so he offered to rent me out a room so that I could be close to my children because I still had to go get them up for school and whatnot. Okay. That makes sense. But I wasn't supposed to move in yet. Oh, okay. So what happened? Uh, Rebecca was persistent on calling and texting me for, from the day before and then the same night that it all happened. Wow. So you literally just came to live there 
like right before it happened? That night was oh the first night. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So what oh, do you th- wow. We didn't know that. That's amazing. Why do you think she was so persistent? Uh, well, looking back now, I think she just needed someone to be witness there for her. Yeah, that makes sense. Perfect sense. Wow. Okay. Hmm. All right. So you were friends with Daniel and you were supposed to move in. How, how much further down the road were you supposed to be moving in? Not till like another month. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I had already paid him a couple months in advance mm-hmm. um, for the first two months, but I wasn't supposed to move in until that next month. But I was just trying to help him financially while he was trying to help me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So you just moved in there by yourself as you were going through the divorce. Yes. Okay. You didn't have any other family members with you. No. Okay. Hmm, so okay. you and Daniel and Rebecca at this very quick, short point of time were roommates. Yes. Okay. Wow. Very short lived. Now you stayed on, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little and we'll back up, but you stayed on as Rebecca's roommate after Daniel passped. Is that true? No. Oh, you did no. not. Okay. No. I don't want to ruin anything then. We'll back up. Yeah, no, and we'll- I'll never st- I, I never... No, I I never wanted to stay there anymore. I don't that blame you. Sense. I don't blame you <laughs> I one either. Okay, okay, good, good to clarify that. Okay, let's keep going. Sorry. Um, okay, so all right, so you move in. Well, or I guess attempting to move in was it that morning or? No, it was that evening. That evening, wow, because it was late in the evening when he was shot. Right, I forgot what time. Yeah. Okay. It, it was early morning. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So you're, you're so you're moving in. So I guess just kind of walk us through that process of you moving in and how everything went. Well, I didn't really move in yet. Um, she was calling me um, while I was at work. I didn't get off work till that night. Mm. And um, when I got off, I went to to the bar, and I forgot I was supposed to meet a friend of mine at a different bar. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I see. I checked my phone when I got off work, and my friend had been calling me, and my and Rebecca had been calling me, and so I didn't check it until after I went to the first bar. And so then my friend called me and she said, hey, uh, well, you're supposed to meet me over here. And I was like, oh, I totally forgot. I'll be there in a minute. And at the same time, Rebecca was messaging me too, trying to get me to come over there. And she had been uh, telling me, you know, for me to come go ahead and stay the night, bring a bag and, and everything. And she said, well, come over here. And I said, well, I'm going that way anyway, because I forgot I was supposed to meet a friend. Mm-hmm. And so I had just went and got a bag from uh my house was just like an overnight bag mm-hmm. and i told him i'll meet him at the bar so i went and drove over there and then i had forgot my charger we we all stayed and we had we had one beer and you know, me and my friend and daniel and rebecca were playing pool and then uh they rebecca wanted to go to a different bar uh, which was further from town it was out of town and so nobody really wanted to go but she talked Daniel into it, and so we decided, okay, we'll go, only because there was a fight at that bar. So we decided, okay, yeah, we want to leave here, and we'll go ahead and go. But I told him I didn't have my, I forgot my house charger for my phone. Mm-hmm. So I told him I would meet them at Daniel's house, and I was going to go to Walmart and buy me one. Um, because at that time, my ex-husband, or soon-to-be ex-husband, was going to be at the house, and I didn't want to be there with him, so... I drove to Walmart to get me a, a house charger and I, they had left at the same time I left, but I got, I left Walmart 
and got back to Daniel's house before they did. And they were much closer to the house. So I guess they stayed a little bit longer after I had left the bar. Hmm, so sense. I just sat out. Yeah, I just sat outside in my truck waiting for them to, to show up. Okay. And then once they got there, once they got there, then she changed clothes because when she had gotten a fight, that other woman had stretched out her shirt and she wanted to change. I didn't realize the fight was between her and somebody. I thought it was complete strangers. Okay. No, it was some lady. I don't know. She was, I guess she was just drunk and um, she wanted to start a fight with me as well. Uh, be it saying racist remarks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, and then her and Rebecca got into it and Daniel had to pull them apart. It was just, it was just awful already Crazy right evening. there. Yeah. Yeah. I was right there. We all should have just said, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So at this point you're at the house and you picked up a charger and you met them at the house. So are y'all mm-hmm. planning on going somewhere else? Are y'all in for the evening or? No, we were planning on going to East Fork. So we all went inside once they got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daniel offered me and my other friend a beer mm-hmm. while Rebecca went to change. So we sat in there just talking and drinking a beer, waiting on her. And what did he seem like at that time? Did he seem like happy or? Yeah, he was fine. Happy. Okay. Joe, we were joking, talking like normal. Okay. Um, it took her a minute cause I guess she had to redo her hair and everything. Yeah. And, uh, I went ahead and I had unloaded my, my little bag that I brought from the house and, and I put it in the room that was supposed to be mine. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and then we left and we went to East Fork. And what is East Fork? Is that an, is that a bar or a club? Yes, or something? It's a, okay. it's, yeah. It's like a country club. Okay. It's, it's a dance country club, I guess they have a big dance floor. Right. Okay. All right. Um, as soon as we got there, she signs up for karaoke. Um, and we all pick a table, we go sit, and then Daniel goes to play pool, because that's what he liked to do, most mm-hmm. to play pool. So we all go sit at the table, uh, and he orders us some drinks. He pays for the first round. And we're just sitting there talking, and uh, her phone's constantly going off. I don't know who it is. We didn't bother to ask her. But it wasn't, I don't know, an hour or so into us being there, and this when this other guy shows up named Dusty that apparently she had been talking to on the phone um, saying that they were going to record he was going to play guitar and she she was going to sing while they recorded or something that night yes and so and she and so she was he she was already mad at Daniel when we had got there when he started playing pool she got aggravated because she went to try to play with him as well but then she said that he was um, aggravating her so she wouldn't come back sat down and then while she, we were waiting sitting there she, she said that he was being flirty with the couple that they were playing uh, um, she said he was being flirty with the other guy's wife <laughs> seems so like a lot of jealousy going on yeah so I think I think now when I look back like she was using that as a cover to be jealous of, of that so that when that, that guy Dusty showed up you know, that it would be like a cover for her on that. I don't know. Cause yeah, like I, you made me jealous. So I'm going to bring somebody to make you jealous. Yeah. Cause then uh, he didn't like the fact that she, you know, he just showed up. It was like, well, how did he know, you know, we were going to be here. He didn't even know. None of us knew that they had 
already agreed that you know she was going to sing and he's going to play this guitar while they recorded no we didn't know none of that now how long did dusty stay that evening uh he stayed a pretty good while um is he the one like, is he the one that stacy was saying that they never questioned that he left yeah i think i think so I okay think, as far as i know i don't think they ever did yeah, we had Daniel's sister on, Stacy, and she mentioned that there was someone that didn't get questioned that left in a truck, and I believe it was Dusty. Okay. Yeah, I know they. I know him and her walked outside to talk for a little bit because supposedly it was too loud, and it was just them two walked out. And so I don't know what they talked about out there. Who, Dusty and someone? Um, Dusty and Rebecca. Oh, okay, got you. Okay. So, so Dusty leaves at some point. And then it's it's just the three of you there, Rebecca, you, and Daniel, and my friend Robin. Oh, and Robin, how how what, what point did Robin leave? She was with us the whole time. Oh, I, so I Robin was in the house at the time of the shooting. No, she was only there before. Okay, and then after when we left, when we got back to the house, she left. When we got back to the house, she never went back in. Okay, gotcha. So she, when we were waiting on Rebecca. To get dressed after the fight, it was me, Daniel, and my friend Robin. Okay. Sitting in there. And then after you got in for the entire evening and you were going back home, then it was just the three of you, Rebecca, you, and Daniel. On on the way home, it was still the four of us. Okay. Oh, and then the difference is Robin just didn't come in at that last time you went home. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. How did she get home? She had drove her own car to his house. Oh, gotcha. So, so she, she just, just jumped okay. in her car and left because gotcha. it was late. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm with you now. <laughs> it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to follow things, but I gotcha. All right. Yeah. I, I guess because I'm not used to like just, I guess, uh, trying to tell the story, but I just imagine everybody knows. Okay. Everybody's no, you're, yeah. no, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Well, we're just yeah. trying to keep it straight in our heads and for our listeners because it's a lot of details. So yeah, um, me and my friend Robin, we, we left our vehicles at Daniel's and okay. then we all jumped into Daniel's Durango with them to go to Eastport. Okay. That sounds good. That makes sense. And then you come back. Um, so Robin jumps in her car and leaves and the three of you go in. What happens next? Well, it is late. Um, and so we were just trying to wind down. She was uh, wanting me to watch a movie, some movie that she had, and she couldn't find it or she couldn't get it to play or something. So she threw it. I was sitting on the couch by Daniel. He was sitting in the corner there where he always sat by his laptop. And she was in front of the TV on the floor. And she, when she couldn't get it to work, whatever, she threw it across the room at his feet. But it missed, and he didn't even notice it. So she picked up another one and threw it at him. And this time it hit his feet, and he, he just said, why are you throwing stuff at me? And she was like, well, pay attention to me. I'm trying to talk to you. So it kind of seemed like they were fixing to get into a little spat. So I said, well, I'll, I'll be back. I'm going to go in there and put on my night clothes. So that's what I did, and I was I went on a, while I was in there and I changed, I went ahead and called my boyfriend at the time. And I was on the phone talking with him when I heard her uh, yelling my name. So I stepped out the hallway and she was, and that's when they were at down. I looked in the living room and I didn't see anybody, you know, because that's where they were when I left them. So then I 
she heard her scream again. So I looked right, and they were right there at the end of the hallway. And at this point, the the, the rifle was already there. And so I had my boyfriend on the phone. I told him he needed to hurry up and come over here because I didn't know what was going on. And what is his so name? Phone, Jimbo. Jimbo. Okay. So I put the phone down and I went out there and I stood right next to Daniel and I told him to put it down. And I, told, I, I was like, what is going on here? I was like, let's just put the gun down. And I kept trying to tell him, just give me the gun. And I remember he looked straight at me and he said, it's not a gun. It's a sawed off shotgun. Hmm. At that point, like, at that point in time, what did you feel like was happening between them? Between Daniel well, and Rebecca? They were talking about the money. He said he had looked on his laptop and that he only had 42 or $45, something like that. So he had just looked at that point in time? Yes, that's okay. what they were talking about when I come back out. So, and she was saying, uh, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, and all that. We can just work it out tomorrow. You know, let's just put the gun down. And and uh, he was just looking at her. But I think at, at that point, he was just trying to... Uh, get her to tell him like what she had done with his money. Mm. But instead she kept uh, grabbing up again and, and pushing and pulling on it. And I had told her to just stop because when he had got it, he had it, he had his finger on the trigger and I was just afraid she was going to make it go off. So I told her just don't touch it. I mean, I didn't even want to put my hands on it. I didn't want to put my hands on her or anything, you know, in case, you know, made it accidentally go off. So, so I kept telling her to just let go of it. But she wouldn't listen. And then she was telling me, go in there and call Jimbo Moran. Tell him to come here, please. And blah, blah, blah. And she just kept on telling me to go call call my boyfriend. So I went, I was like, okay. I was like, y'all don't do anything until I come back. So I went back in the room and I called him back. And I told him what was going on. And told him he needed to get over here. I didn't know what to do. And they were freaking me out. And right, I remember I set the phone down because I heard her screaming. And I went to walk out the door because I had left the door open. And as soon as I stepped to the doorway is when I see her have the rifle. And she had pulled the trigger. And it, I, I remember it kicked back. And then he fell on his left side. She pushed the rifle in the room and then she rolled him over. I told her not to touch him and she rolled him over. So you witnessed her rolling him over? Yes. Wow. Now, I want to back up just a little bit. Why do you think Rebecca wanted Jimbo over there? Why was she saying call Jimbo? I think she was trying to get me out of the hallway. That's that what point. I was going to okay. ask. She said, go in there. Mm -hmm. She didn't say, most people would just say, call 911 or call somebody. They wouldn't say, go in there and call somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. It's kind of strange. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I just, I just so happened to walk to the door at that point. And I, and I set my phone down because I heard something and I, I, I thought I had hung it up, but apparently I didn't. And so I had just walked to the door right at the time where I seen it happen. I, I seen it all happen. It seemed like it played out in slow motion. So you saw Rebecca shoot Daniel? Yes. And I saw I saw the 
down recoil and hit her in the leg and everything. And I tried to tell the cops that because she had a big bruise there later. You could see she had a big bruise on her thigh. Did, did, did police take photographs of the bruise on her leg? I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't really know. Didn't she originally tell the cops that that was caused from something else? Yes, I believe so, but I don't remember what it was she said. I remember. I just was gonna. I wasn't gonna say. I was just gonna say because I, you know, I had heard. I, I don't remember who told us that. It might have been his mom or something about the bruise on her leg. Mm-hmm. What um, was it from? What did she say? She it was from? said it was from them being uh, frisky and. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. yeah, I just don't remember who said it in the beginning when because we've done the other you know, episodes. So, um, okay. So let's see. Why do you now? Now, back to the part where okay. So she tells you to go off and call somebody, and then you see all this happen, and then you're you're at the door and you come back over. So at that point, who how, how does nine one one get involved? I immediately knelt down over there beside him and I was freaking out like, oh my God. And I said, she's like running up and down the hallway. And I'm like, call 911. Like, what are you doing? Why are mm-hmm. you just, and so I'm like, call 911. And she's like, no, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait. And I'm like, wait for what? And then that's when she starts telling me, um, um, before I call, um, don't tell them we got in an argument. Don't, don't tell them about, um, so and so, don't tell them about we stopped and got pills and, and uh, you know all this stuff. And so I'm just like, okay, just just call nine one one. Did and you so say stopped and got pills? Yeah, she well, on the way before we stopped back at the house. What kind of pills were they? I, I have no idea. Oh, okay, I, I gotcha. Say, I want to say later I found out they were hydrocodones. Okay, but I, I don't know because I didn't. I didn't get out with her or nothing like that. It was just her that got out. We were all sitting in the car and we saw her because they did it in front of the car. Okay. Okay. So, so, so what we heard Maria that early on that right after it happened, that pretty much right away, Rebecca starts coaching you on what to tell the police that happened. Yeah. Before, before she even calls 911, that's when she's telling me don't, don't tell them this and don't tell them that. She said, don't tell them we got in an argument. Uh, don't tell them that uh, we uh, stopped and got pills and, and stuff like that. And in a uh, normal uh, situation, somebody truly committed suicide, you wouldn't be worried about those things because it wouldn't matter. You know what I mean? I mean, right. It wouldn't I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it'd be like, okay, I'm just going to call 911 regardless of what whatever else went on like i'm trying right. to save his life right now is it true that daniel was threatening to kill himself and then it turned into rebecca shooting him he never said he was going to shoot himself was he holding the gun at his head at any point or to his face he he had it but it was between both of them okay because like we we had heard we had heard that he was threatening suicide and she grabbed it and ended up shooting him. No, the gun was facing up towards the ceiling between both of them. Okay. Okay. Why, why do you think that Daniel brought out the gun in the first place? I don't know if he brought it out or if she brought it out. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So at this point, um, you're telling her to call 911 and she's telling you, hang on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. So at what point is 911 finally called? After she tells me what not to tell them. 
and she finally uh, runs in the living room and grabs his phone. Why she grabbed his phone, I don't know, but she grabbed his phone instead of hers. What were Rebecca's instructions to you when she was coaching you on what to say, what not to say? She was saying, please don't tell them that we got into an argument or that I got jealous. And please don't tell them that about the money that we were discussing the money and all that. Like, and don't tell them that we stopped to get pills. Okay. Did she well, ever, did I, she ever point that blank? I had was drinking and driving. I remember that. Right. Did she ever just point blank tell you, don't tell the police that I shot him? No. Okay. No, she just kept saying that he did, that he shot himself. Okay. And she had no idea that you had actually seen her do it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So sense. at that point, I don't blame you for keeping that to yourself because you might be afraid that you're the next one to get shot. Exactly. Exactly. You'd be like, I didn't yeah. see anything. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was okay. just like, okay, let's just call 911. Let's, let's just yeah. get them here. Let's just get yeah. them here. And yeah, I can imagine you'd feel safer with that. Um, so she grabs his phone. And then yes, she calls 911. And what does she yeah. say? My fiance just shot himself. I think she said in the head. My fiance shot himself in the head and he, something like what she said. Uh, my fiance just shot himself in the head or something. And they asked her, I guess, because she repeats it. That's. And she's like, yes. And do you remember, do you remember anything else about the 911 call? No, I remember her just saying, I, my fiance just shot himself in the head. That's really strange that she would go to a separate room to go get his phone to call 911 from. That's just unusual, I would think. Right. Because did, did she have her phone with her? You know, honestly, I, I don't know where her phone was. I would have thought if she had it on her because I never saw her set it nowhere. Right. I mean, you you would just think if you had it, it would have been quicker to grab your phone. I would want to grab my phone because I can tell you my husband has a phone similar to mine, but I still can't find anything when I ever pick it up. So I would have a hard right. time dialing anything because I don't even know where the phone uh, mm-hmm. app is. I would be lost. Yeah, I'm so the same way. I yeah, could do I'm mine with my eyes closed probably, but not somebody else's. So that's weird. Okay. That is strange. And um, so at some point in time, I heard from, I think Stacy said it was less than a year, because I was thinking it was years later, and she said, no, I think it was less than a year. You went to the police and told them what you actually saw. It was two weeks after. Oh, two weeks. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. We've heard different things from different people over the yeah. several months we've been doing this case. Okay, that's good to know. So two weeks later, um, how did you approach the police? I called them. Um, they said someone would call me, but... I didn't hear anything uh, for a little bit, but, oh, I think maybe they tried to call me, but I was sick and I had ended up in the hospital and I had to have day surgery on my throat. So they tried to set up a second meeting after I had just had day surgery and I told them I couldn't really talk. Well, I had my friend who I was staying with tell them, you know, that I couldn't really talk, you know, just a a little bit and it was probably going to be hard for them to hear me because I had just had throat surgery. Mm -hmm. But they insisted on coming that day anyway. So I talked to them then, and then they never tried to contact me again. So you told them 
exactly what you just told us that you witnessed. And um, did they come to your house? You said it was day surgery. So were you already back home? Yes. Okay. And was that the house you lived in before you were supposed to move in with Daniel and Rebecca? No, I had I had moved out of my ex-husband's house. Okay. So you were somewhere different. Okay. Yes. With a, a different friend. Oh, okay. And so the police came by there, took your statement. And just left and never followed up with you after that? They talked to me and they recorded on a, uh, they had a little uh, voice recorder, a handheld voice recorder. Um, But they were, they weren't really trying to listen to what I had to say. They were more interrogating me. Oh, so you got the impression they were trying to see if you were involved more than they were as a witness. Right. Yeah, more than what was trying to listen to what I had to say, yes. And it was hard for me to talk anyway. Right. And if you listen to the recording, I've listened to it. When I try to say something important, it's like they muffled it out or something. You can't hardly hear what I'm saying. That's weird. Have you uh, contacted police at any point since then until today? No. Okay. Um, I have a question about you. You had uh, called your boyfriend. I know you had said you talked to him once and then you called him again and said, hey, get over here. That's you know, something's going on that's scaring me. And um, did he ever show up? Yes, he showed up like right as soon as the cops made us get out of the house. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So he he didn't witness anything or see anything. Did he hear anything? No, he um, at the time I remember him saying that he heard the shot because I, I had told you I forgot. To, I thought I hung up the phone, but I didn't. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay. So he heard the shot. So I guess the police talked to him. Yes. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Okay. They made they made him go to the police station after too. So he's the one that drove me to the police station afterwards. Okay. All right. Gotcha. But I remember when we got there, when he got there, when he first got to the house and they had just made a step outside. At that point, she had both phones. She had her phone and his phone. So I guess so. I guess that does tell you right there. She had to have had her phone on her then because. She didn't get once cop got there, she was in the hallway. So she had no time to grab a phone at any point. So she must have had it on her. Right. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And do you remember when you came in to their their house? Did you see the gun anywhere or any no, kind of shotgun shells or anything like that? No. I never even knew there was one in the house. Okay. That makes sense. So the first time you knew about or saw that gun, it was when they were sort of struggling over it at the end of the hallway. Okay. Mm -hmm. And do you know of any reason why Rebecca would want to kill him? Probably just to get rid of him. I don't know. Honestly, she was uh, known around town as a, as a gold digger. Um, And it sounds like she might've been under the influence of maybe alcohol, of course. Yes, and then, you know, of course, she kept saying she was a beneficiary, so that's the only reason what I could think of is she thought she was going to get something out of it. And I don't, and, and did she mean that she was actually, like, listed as a beneficiary, like, on a life insurance policy, or did she? Um, she just thought on everything. That's what she was saying, that she was beneficiary on everything. I wonder what made her think that. I mean, was it an actual document, or did she just think it because she was his girlfriend? Maybe they talked about it or something. I don't know. And he probably, maybe he just told her, oh, yeah, sure. Because she was saying, he just made me beneficiary. That's what she was saying. As soon as we stepped out of the house, when the cops made us step out, um, and Jimbo got there, she's like, immediately just falls into his arms like, oh, my God. And 
then he's just like, okay. And he kind of pats her, like, what happened? And then she finally steps back and I start talking to him. And then she starts calling people on the phone and telling them all this. Like, uh, she called the bartender um, from the bar that I had first went to that they weren't at. But mm-hmm. they, that's who she called and was telling her. And, and then she called more people and telling them all the same thing. Like, Daniel just shot himself and I'm the beneficiary. That's what his exact word. Everyone. Did anyone that you know ever see any proof that she was actually made beneficiary of anything of Daniel's? Not that I know of. Yeah, it's weird. Very weird. Do you know yeah, anything? I, do you know anything about an engagement ring? We've been hearing some talk about that surrounding this case. Yes, she had an engagement ring, um, and she said that he bought it for her, and uh, it wasn't even hers; it was his ex-wife's ring. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, we had heard that. And so, it was at any point in time was she trying to sell that? Yes, yes, she was. Yeah, I, again, I can't remember who we heard that. We've talked to a few people. It's We've heard it from several people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but she wasn't successful in in selling it, right? Uh, no, well, no, because um, then everybody, I guess, they recognized the ring. No one knew it wasn't hers. Well, that makes sense. Okay. So, do you? Uh, when was the last time you talked to Rebecca? It was uh, I want to say a week after. Um, she had she had messaged me. Well, no, I'm sorry. It was a couple of days after I remember she called me and asked me if the cops had called me to do a lie detector test. And I said, no. And I said, did they you? And she said, yes. And so I said, okay, so are you going to do it? And she's like, no, my lawyer is telling me not to. So right then I wonder, well, why does she have a lawyer? <laughs> right. She lawyered up immediately. <laughs> Yeah, and then she's like, "Okay, well, if they if they if they call you, let me know." I just said, "Okay," and I hung up. Right. But they they nobody ever called me for one, and I never heard any more about hers. Um, but then she wanted us to meet at the bar a week later. She called me again, was wanting me and my friend Robin, and and then just to meet up at the bar because she wanted to talk to us. And I remember I asked her that day when I got there, she was pretty much already drunk because I had got off work so it was like eight o'clock so she was already drunk when i got there and that was when she was showing off the ring and uh, some pool sticks and stuff and she was trying to sell them and they were daniel's stuff and then she started talking about uh she was saying she was talking about some guy and she was saying i just need to get uh f-u-c-k-e-d sorry i don't like to say that yeah but yeah, she said, I just need to get that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, excuse me. And we, we were all just like, you know what, Rebecca, just just leave us alone. We don't want to have anything to do with you. Quit calling us, quit texting us. We were just done with her. Right. And the next thing I know, she was with some guy named Will. So, I mean, it wasn't even that long. Yeah, she's, Daniel died. she's already she connected with a new guy. Yeah, and she's talking about she needs to get that, you know, like and she's selling his stuff, trying to sell his stuff. Because apparently she had went back the next day to the house or, or that same night. They went back that same night and then the next day too grabbed a bunch of his stuff. And that was like what, a couple of weeks after his death? 
this was a week after. Yeah, because she she had heard wow. from yeah. Rebecca called her a week after. That's crazy. Did she ever show any emotion in sadness in this at all? Because I mean, it sounds like she was just no. setting herself up. At- the only time the only time I seen her crying was that night when she was uh, talking about oh my god, my Beyonce, which you know it was just kind of fake. I didn't really see any tears. Mm. It was just trying to act hysterical. Yeah. Good night. Do you think she was she seeing had- Will before the the killing? Yes, I think so. Okay. I think she was seeing a few people. Do you believe that we heard from various people that Rebecca was having affairs with people on the police force? Do you yes, agree I think with the that? whole town knew that? Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, we've definitely heard that from more than one person. Yeah, and yeah. it had something to do with uh, being an, an informant or something. Yeah, apparently she was a, a snitch hmm. for them, and that's how they knew her. A bunch of them knew her by name. And I can't remember the uh, original uh, officer that showed up. I had it in my memory, but I've lost it now. But um, I never knew his name until the other day. Oh, um, but she knew him before, right? Yeah, she knew him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, do you remember approximately how quickly he showed up to the scene once uh, Daniel was shot? We got there pretty quick, um, but I didn't think it was that quick. But because to me, everything was just kind of slow motion. Yeah, something like that usually happens. It seems like you're in slow motion, but I get it. That makes sense. Yeah, but I saw in the paperwork later that he was there within like a minute. That's wild. Yeah. And, so, and I remember um, when he was laying there, he was still alive. And I, I had I had knelt down beside him when I was trying to get him to call number one. And um, then she come over there and was trying to, you know, be right there too. And I saw him choking on his blood. And so oh. I told her to turn his, his head so to the side so he could spit it out but not choke on it. And uh, she wouldn't do it. So I reached over there and did it myself. Did paramedics did paramedics yeah. pronounce him dead at the scene? No. They took no, they him. They took him away, in the hospital. Yeah, they, yes, they they said they pronounced him dead at the hospital because I remember we were waiting the whole time outside, and I remember uh, she was uh, outside just dangling her feet, sitting on the tailgate, uh, flirting with these cops, and then uh, just being happy and laughing. And then when she gets the call, I guess somebody called her at the hospital and they said, "Oh my God, he's dead." They said he didn't make it. So this is outside the hospital. No, this is outside the house. Oh, okay. So none of you relocated to the hospital. No, not yet. Okay. They had us outside for a while. Okay, got you. You know, earlier you mentioned uh, that whenever you saw her um, shoot him, and then he, I, I think you said she turned him over on his left side. Why do you think she did that? No, he fell on his left side. She turned oh. him over on his back. Oh, okay. Why do you think she did that? Honestly, I don't know. Because that's kind of a strange thing. I wouldn't immediately turn somebody or something. I would be freaking out calling 911. I would, you know what I mean? Unless, of course. Because normally, you know, you're trained, like, don't touch them. Right, uh, right. Because that's why I didn't want to touch him. I'm like, right. Yeah, exactly. I just thought that was strange that she did that. but Unless unless she just thought it was going to be harder for him to breathe on his back because it was. Yeah, that would be kind of weird to put him on his back, but 
Well, is there anything else about this case that you would like everybody to know? No, more when she had got down on the floor, uh, she had squashing between me and him at that point. And um, I remember her pretending to grab at him like, oh, my God. And then as she was doing so, she was getting blood on her hands and she was wiping it on her clothes and on her face. On her face? Yes, which I thought was odd as well. That is very odd. Who? Nobody wants somebody's blood on their face. I mean, I can exactly. see you trying to get it off your hands maybe, but not getting it on your face, that's weird. Yeah, she, yeah. she was like on purposely, you know, like she wasn't wiping it like, oh my God, it's on, my, on me trying mm-hmm. to get it off. She was like purposely wiping it onto her clothes. Yeah, that's not a that's not a typical. I can see you doing it on your your pants or something like that to get she it. Was trying to get it off, right? But it, trying to get so it off. She yeah. was trying to get it on. That's so weird. Well, Maria, thank you so much for agreeing to being on. Um, we're really hoping that this case will get a little bit more attention, and we thought it couldn't hurt if we did a four part series. So. We're going to see what happens, and if anything comes up, if you ever want to be on the show again, please let us know. We would love to do a follow-up episode if anything happens or if you think of anything else. Um, But, yeah, thank you again for coming on, and we will send you a link to the show when it gets published. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank Thank you, Maria. Yes. Yeah.